Obviously, you made a right turn, because here's the wrong kind of yeah, podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this evening's uh, semi-live show. We're going to talk about something I don't know much about, because I watch real football. I watch NFL. So, uh, But Yancey and uh, Luke and Roger here, they're uh, football guys, and they're going to talk about the upcoming uh, college playoffs, if you want to call it that. Right. So let's pretend that I'm a total dumbass and I don't know anything about college playoffs, Yancey. Explain to everybody at home what, what the hell does that mean? How did we get here? Yeah, so in the past there was something called the BCS, is the Bowl Championship Series, and they would basically, throughout the, the college football season, they would rank teams according to series of metrics, uh, points scored. Um, there, there was a whole lot of metrics that would go into it. And a lot of people thought that there was politics involved in that, like anything else. And they thought there was some favoritism that, uh, it was, it was always just kind of up for debate. So uh, a few years ago, uh, the NCAA went ahead and adopted a playoff system. And for right now, it's a four team playoff. It's getting expanded to, uh, help me out here. It's eight teams next year, right? 12, 12 teams next year. Thank you. Um, so the going right into that, so the the fourteen playoff this year, <clears throat> there was kind of some debate even after the committee made their decision because um, three of those teams won their conference championship. One of those teams um, was left out that that won their conference championship in Florida State. And a lot of people were upset. Alabama was put into the 14 playoff, and people were upset um, because they they just didn't think they deserved to be there. Florida State won the ACC championship, and and people thought that that they should be there because they not only went undefeated, but they won their conference championship. Well, Alabama was somehow um, put over, if you will. And put well, Alabama did team, they, uh, championship. So Alabama did win the SEC. So, so right, but they right. did have well, one. They did have one loss during the season. They the, they have one loss too. Uh, took them horns. What yep, are the, what yep, are the four so, current teams in the playoff right now? So so the four current teams. I'll go ahead and tell you uh, when the games are. So uh, the early game is going to be number one Michigan and number four Alabama. That's going to be the Rose Bowl. It's at five p.m. Eastern. That's going to be on January first. The other game is also January 1st, and it's going to be number two, Washington, and number three, Texas. That kickoff is going to be 845 Eastern time. So like I been, said, those are both New New Year's Day games. I heard some rumbling about somebody thinking that somebody should have got in. What team is it? Is yeah. Florida State? So it's Florida like State. Yeah, and, and the reason behind it, the, the committee chairman for the, for the selection committee basically said that the factors for them not making the playoff where their their strength of schedule was lacking. Roger, help me out. We just talked about this the other day. I think they had they were in the mid fifties on their strength their, of schedule. Their, is that right? Their strength of schedule was fifty five. Yeah, um, fifty five. And then their their starting quarterback also got injured a few weeks ago, Jordan Travis. So those those factors, the committee chair even stated I I made a note here, the committee chair even stated Basically, that it doesn't matter what a team looked like at the beginning or the middle of the season. It's the team that would be going into the playoff that is judged. So the team at the time of uh, the judgment being made is the team that's going to make it in regardless. That's that's the parameters. Now, it doesn't matter what the rest of your season look like. It is a team that they will be putting into the playoff. Correct. And, and like that Florida quarterback 
injured was the the big key factor to them getting left left out. Right, yeah. right. I and I it's it's one of those things where the the committee also has to consider ratings and you know they're they're going to do what's financially best for them and the and the TV rating. If they put a right. team like Florida State in that everybody thinks is going to get blown out, you know they're probably sure. not going to put them in because not many people are going to tune in because they might think that it's just not worthwhile watching because they just think the team's going to get blown out anyway. I mean, sure. they think that it was going to be like the Georgia and the TCU game last year. Right, you know, exactly. 50, that's, 50, that's the, 55, 56, and 6, something like that. Exactly. That, that's yeah. the comparison that I've been seeing a lot is TCU basically getting put into a situation to where it's, it's a blowout. Why wouldn't you put in a team that you think is going to be uh, more up to task of competing for the championship? And uh, I guess they and just course, didn't think that Florida State without Jordan Travis was up to task. Well, of course, the argument that would, uh, you know, Next year, when they do expand to 12 teams, if you have a 12 via one, just like in uh, basketball, college basketball, you see a lot of that 16 v one. Those are blowouts as well. Mm-hmm. I get it. At the end of the product on the field, you want to have the best product available, but you know you also want to give teams chances too. Yeah, you're right. So I I don't think this is the last time in this play playoff format that we'll see something like this because. Obviously, when they expand to 12 teams, you're going to have that 13th team next year on the outside looking in saying, well, why not us? So uh, you're always going to have situations like exactly. this. I mean, everybody, when uh, when Bama got put into the uh, playoff, everybody was screaming foul and accusing Nick Saban of paying people off and whatnot. And, um, you know, that, that discussion is always interesting. So um, do you guys have anything before I get into more specifics on uh, the, the team's Competing? No, I, I, you know, I'm a huge Texas fan, which everybody right. that knows me knows I'm a I'm a diehard Texas fan. But <clears throat> when I've discussed, you know, the last week or so leading up into it, Michigan and Washington was a shoe in. I mean, there's no there's no if ands or buts questions about that. Yeah, uh, they they deserved one and two, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> the 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 whole Georgia, Alabama, Texas scenario. Um, just my these are my just my thoughts. <clears throat> Everybody, there was people saying that Texas shouldn't be there. There was people saying that Alabama shouldn't be there. Right. You know, there's people saying that Georgia shouldn't be there. I've seen it where it said, you know, it should have been Michigan one, Washington two, Alabama three, Georgia four. I'm one that I feel like you have to win your conference in order. To, to, to make it and mm-hmm. Florida state won their conference and it, I feel bad for him. I really do. Uh, but it is what it is. And I see where, you know, the committee came up with it. I understand that, but they got a legit gripe about it myself. Yeah, I think so. But you know, then people saying, well, you know, Alabama should have should have jumped Texas, not because I'm a Texas fan. I disagree with that. Even though yeah. Alabama's playing really good ball right now, and we played them the second game of the season, kind of like what you said earlier. You know, doesn't matter what happened at the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, it happens what happened now. And I don't feel like Texas should have jumped Alabama, or or Alabama should have jumped Texas in the playoffs. 
No. Uh, because we did beat them in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, and not by just three. I mean, we beat them by 10. I mean, it was a pretty right. – it was a good game, but I don't feel like that, that Alabama should have jumped Texas. It, it's and, almost like <clears throat> division wins in the NFL. You know, if you have uh, two teams vying for a wild card that uh, are from the same division, you go by division wins. So it's almost like in in, uh, in college football, the deciding factor on that, you know, on Alabama jumping Texas would be who won that game. And obviously, Texas won yep. that game. I mean, they're it's they're number three. Alabama's number four. I mean, the it, the only thing that was going to be decided was just the difference of the matchup, who was going to play who in the top four. So uh, that's basically all that the the final rankings were going to be uh, chalked up to be anyway. I'm um, excited to play Washington. I want my revenge from last year. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> so, uh, well, conference championships go. Um, you have two teams in this in this playoff that are no longer going to be in the conference that they're currently right. in. Yep. yep Pac-12. True that. Yep. Texas jump into SEC. Yep. Yeah. The. Yep. Uh, Pac-12 is no more, right? So yeah, it's gonna be um, the Pac-2. Yep. Yeah, Pac-2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll, at I'll least for one more year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll get into your uh, respective teams. For everybody that's not <coughs> watching, we have Roger with us, who mentioned he's a Texas fan. Got Luke with us, who is a Michigan fan. Wanted to get somebody from each game. Not just get maybe a you know somebody from both you know from one game uh, going head to head here. So uh, so Texas, Roger, I got a little breakdown of Texas here. So uh, obviously, like you mentioned, they won the Big Twelve championship with a big win over my OSU Cowboys. Unfortunately, um, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry, not sorry, right? Uh, a big <laughs> win. I said forty nine to twenty one um, before they. They move on to the SEC next year, like Luke mentioned. Um, this is the Texas's first time in the playoffs, and this is their first time to have a chance to compete for a national championship since the days of the BCS in 2009. 2009. Yep. 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 The Longhorns went 12 and one in the regular season, uh, and a non-conference win at Alabama, like you mentioned, by double digits, propelled them into the top four. The only loss of the season happened late in a rivalry game against Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. Um, probably, I think, the biggest factor in this game, uh, you mentioned your defense the other day when I talked to you. Uh, I think another um, another big factor is going to be Quinn Ewers back at full health. You know, he's firing on all cylinders. Uh, he showed – as much in the Big 12 championship with a game record 452 yards. And he threw, uh, I believe, I believe he threw four touchdowns in the first half. So, um, I mean, if he's firing on all cylinders like that, uh, I think Washington's in for a lot to deal with. Uh, You want to talk a little bit more about that, that matchup and how you think they match up against Washington? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Um, it was a good game last year in the Alamo Bowl. You know they beat us twenty seven twenty, and uh, but Texas is a different team this year. And I'm not. I, I love my Longhorns. I love. I'm diehard. 
but I'm not going to sit here and say, well, Texas is back. That's no. <laughs> I will yeah. never, you know, unless we dominate every single game, you know, 12 games out of the whole season and we win by 30 points and more, then I'll say, yeah, we're, Texas is back. But no. The what I think with, with yours being as healthy as he is, our offense, I mean, we can put up some numbers and we can put up some numbers yeah. quick. Yeah, My I mean, thing with, 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 with Texas all year, and I've been saying it all year long, I, I know where you're until going. Until the last two games, is Texas has got a bad habit. Sark has got a really bad habit on the second half being up. 20 points in the first, then just cruising yep. in the second half and letting off the gas. Can't you do cannot it. do can't that. Do I mean, you can't – against any team. I mean, I'm one. I've always been this way. If you score 80, score 80, you know. Right. And, right. and just don't don't let off the gas. Well, he finally admitted to it that he's had a problem with letting off the gas the second half. And mm-hmm. when we played TCU, we didn't let off the gas the second half. And we played OSU, we didn't let off the gas. Right. And it shows what kind of numbers that Texas can put up. And, and what do you uh, what do you think that attributes to? Do you think Stark is old school football to where he's a little bit more conservative? He thinks if he stays in the throttle like that, that he's going to potentially get guys hurt, or he doesn't need to score that amount of points, or he starts playing, or he starts calling conservative play calling to um, like try to run clock. I mean, what's what's the factor? Well, in that? I think I think I think Sark is one of these kind of an old school guy in a way. Yeah. Where wins a win doesn't matter if it's by one point or fifty points, but right. he uh, he's been coaching long enough that he ought to know that style points is huge. Yeah, and you know, I mean, God, he's been he was with Saban for several years in Alabama, mm-hmm. and uh, I know Saban is not one that that likes to let off the gas any. No, no, that's uh, evident because you can get late into a fourth quarter and they could be blowing somebody out by 30 and they make a mistake and he's screaming at people on the sidelines. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I, uh, I think, I, I think he's finally learned, you know, that he's made, he's, he, you know, stayed in the, basically the top 10 all, all season long, you know, stay, we stayed at number seven forever and a day. Yeah. And, uh, I think he finally realized that he cannot let off the gas. And yeah. I, I mean, think if I really think not if going TCU to be able game, to against Washington, cause they're going to have to score no. more points than Washington for sure. Cause Washington's going to, they got a pretty high flying offense there. That might Phoenix actually, is awesome. I wonder what the, wonder what the spread is on that game. Uh, Texas I is four point favorites. Texas is four point favorite right now. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what the, uh, like the total number of points, what do they call that metric? Oh, oh, that I don't it's know. The, it's not the over/under, is it? Uh, but just the combined number of points. It's got to be—I don't know—in the sixties, maybe. I would think. Well, something like I predict, that. Maybe, maybe almost sixty, high fifties. I predict. I predict thirty-four, twenty-four, Texas. Seems seems about right. You know, for yeah. a, at least combined number of points. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the last two games I, I of the season that is the over under, yeah. So, thanks, Pike. I think our last, I think our last two games, the, the TCU game and the Oklahoma State game, if we wouldn't have put up as many points as we did, I don't think we would, we would have made the playoffs. I so, think by putting up the points that we did helped us to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're right. 
uh, even though, you know, I mentioned earlier with the BCS and that being one of the metrics that they used to judge on, you got to think that that's probably still in the back of the minds of those on the committee of, of those yep. blowout wins like that. They probably do yep. take that into consideration. They, they can't throw that metric out just because they're judging off of record or strength of schedule. They're definitely looking at who's blowing out who, too, and how many points you put up against when, good, good when teams. Our- Yes, when when our offense and defense is clicking at the same time, which is with with any team, I mean, it can be dangerous. It can be very dangerous. And our defense, I feel like we have one of the top top three defenses in college, and we have a there's some shit my favorite person. Chat, Roger, guy says Texas don't, don't have no fucking defense, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, we uh my favorite on there is is Dondre Sweat. I mean six foot four, three hundred and sixty oh, yeah. pounds. The dude is ginormous. Yeah. And he he is so quick and it'll blow you away when you see him. I mean, because he just he's quick. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be a good game with Washington. It's gonna be a really good it's gonna be it's going to be a good game, no doubt about it. But, yeah, and it's funny. They actually have the primetime game. I was really surprised at that. I figured Michigan and Alabama would have the primetime game. but uh, Well, me too. You know, that's uh, kind of weird. When we, play, when, we play, when we play Michigan in the national championship, it'll be primetime game then. There, there you go. Yeah, it'll be primetime <laughs> then. All right. Yeah, I got, and, Mi- uh, I got Michigan going. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So that uh, thanks for the segue, man. It's almost like you've uh, done this before, but I want to get right into Michigan next. So, uh, Luke, how's it going, man? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, yeah doing good. So uh, here's a quick breakdown of Michigan's season. So uh, here's a quick look at uh, Michigan's resume heading into the 2023 college football playoff, courtesy of GoBlue.com. So their best wins are at number 10, Penn State, number two, Ohio State, and number 16, Iowa. Michigan's league-leading 45th Big Ten title also marks the first time in program history with three consecutive outright Big Ten championships, which is uh, which is saying a lot because the Big Ten, they got they got some good teams. When Wisconsin's kind of falling off a little bit, but you always have Ohio State to worry about, and uh, Iowa was good this year. You know, Iowa couldn't hardly score any points, but their defense was good, and they were holding holding people's feet to the fire for sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Michigan excels in the second half defensively. Opponents have accumulated 33 total first downs and 13 third quarters played. Uh, 11 of 13 teams failed to reach 75 yards of offense uh, in the quarter, and four teams were held under 15 yards of total offense. In the second half, uh, the FBS leading 4.8 points per half that U of M is allowing across second half so far this season is the lowest rate nationally. No team has scored more than twice in any half this season. So Roger was kind of alluding to some good defense on his end. You guys have a really stellar defense also. Um, what say you? I, I agree, and I will uh... – Add with some of my research I've done here, uh, just to just to uh, add to what you said there. So uh, on their defense, um, I just had 
the stat that they were allowing less than seven points a game over the entire season, and uh, no other FBS team is is uh, allowed under ten for the season. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being their strength <laughs> of schedule, this up uh, today is uh, forty seven. So when you talked earlier about uh, Florida State's schedule being in the fifties, uh, a lot of people might thumb their nose up, especially when you look at Michigan getting that number one spot. Um, so they haven't had the toughest opponents all year. They're getting ready to go up against the toughest opponent. I think they're, they're going to play all year. Uh, I looked at Alabama's breakfast schedule, and is three. Yeah. So I mean, yep. not many people uh, play schedule Alabama. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people accuse Alabama of having a uh... – oh, Did I lose you guys? Nope. Yeah, you're, you're back, though. Um a lot of people accuse Alabama of having like a uh, a powder puff schedule that they they schedule a bunch of easy games. I mean, a lot of teams schedule a lot of easy games right off the bat during the the first of the season to kind of set the precedent for their momentum that they want to go into the season with. So no team wants to get a loss right out of the gate. You know, everybody wants to get one or two wins under their belt. They don't want to play. <clears throat> Alabama doesn't want to play Georgia in week one or two. So they'll schedule, you know, Helen Keller University in, in week one, try to get a win right off the bat to get everybody's confidence up and the ball rolling, right? So um, They probably don't want to play Texas in week two no more either. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of eager to see the whole uh, dynamic when Texas gets to the, the SEC, I mean, uh, and, and Oklahoma too, be tagging along. I'm sure my Oklahoma friends will be happy that I said tag along. We'll stop. Sorry, guys. I froze up there for a second. I don't know what you heard, the last thing I heard. Um, oh, we were just talking about, about uh, Alabama's schedule. strength of schedule. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, honestly, I think uh, this game. <laughs> Is that the chef? <laughs> like I'm just taking pictures for social media. Uh-huh. Don't pay any attention to me. <laughs> okay, okay. Justin's doing his own thing over there. <clears throat> So I feel like uh, Michigan, a lot of the big reason why they don't let people score is uh, they control the uh, time of possession. So when the other team mm. doesn't have the ball, they don't have a chance to score. Yeah. Uh, so nice. I feel like they're going to try to do that again in this game. And they'll control the time of possession. And uh, if they can't do think- that, they're going to have a tough time against Alabama. I think yeah. they can run the ball. I think they'll be able to run the ball pretty good against Alabama, myself. I mean, I, and I, and Freely's probably got something to say about this in the chat down there, but I think as long as Michigan can keep, like Lou said, the time of possession to themselves and be really selfish with the ball and just kind of scrape to get those uh, first downs and if they are faced with, you know, third and short, getting those first downs and just keeping keeping possession, I think is is really going to be a huge factor. Because, I mean, Alabama with the ball at, at any time, you always think they, they're, they're going to score. I mean, I just – maybe we've been conditioned to think that over the years because of how good they have been. I mean, just historically, and especially in recent times, they just – you uh, you just – you got to keep the ball. You got to be selfish with the ball. And I, I really, really think that that's going to be the big takeaway for, for Michigan is just, just keeping the ball. And, well, I think if Michigan – I'm not I'm not 100% sold on 
Milrose, quarterback for Alabama. He, uh, I think if Michigan can stay in his face a lot, he's going to get flustered. If Michigan can put some good pressure on him, he will, he'll get flustered. I didn't we, we saw a little bit of that. Maybe it was in the, excuse me, in the Texas game where, where they they were pressuring him pretty good and he was hard like a deck of cards. Yeah. Yep. And, and I've watched Alabama play a lot, a lot this year and he's not really been under a whole lot of pressure. And I've never didn't understand that because I'm sitting there thinking, why are they not pressuring him? Didn't anybody watch and, and, and scout the Texas game whenever we played him, the pressure that we put on him? Well, and, and especially in the SEC where they kind of pride themselves on those uh, those real tough physical defenses too and yep. being able to get to the quarterback. But, so, all right. Well, uh, just, just to recap, I'll go ahead and give a rundown of those games again. I'm sure everybody's got the internets these days and they can look them up themselves. But if you're watching right now or, or listening later on to the, the pre-recording, so like I said, the early game is going to be number one, Michigan, number four, Alabama. That's going to be at four o'clock our time. Both these games are on ESPN, by the way, and that's on January 1st. And the other game also on January 1st is at 745 Central Time. It's going to be number two, Washington, and number three, Texas. We kind of already talked about when we were giving the breakdown to you guys' predictions. Obviously, you're both homers. You think that your teams are going to make it to their – they're going to win their respective games and make it to the national championship. So uh, why why don't you one more time just give us those uh, final predictions for for your games? I got uh, Texas over Washington 34-24. And I've got Michigan over Alabama. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And I got 28-24 Michigan. All right. What about you, Luke? Luke's having some. Then, of course, I got Texas beating Michigan in the national championship. There you go. There you go. I was wondering if you were going to go there and get like the ultimate uh, prediction there. I was like, I, is that a dot, dot, dot? Or uh, you got to kind of leave that open-ended. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. I, I like it. I like it. I don't, think, I don't think Luke heard me on that, though. No, I, I don't know. He was uh, he was in limbo at that time. So what about you, Luke? What's your, uh, what's your final predictions on uh, not only the playoff games, the two playoff games, but also the national championship? It's a great time to have some issues right now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> trying, to, trying to book into the uh, show here. He can't uh, hear us at all. That's all right. Yeah. That's that's live internet, that's right? Cool. Hey, man. Here. Hey, you can send us a smoke signal on what your predictions are, Luke. All right. I don't think he can hear us. Yeah, no, he's yeah. having problems. Having problems. All right. Well, hell. I guess we can just wrap it up if you want. Yeah, wrap it up, B. Hey, thanks for uh, joining <laughs> us, guys. Appreciate you coming on and absolutely had a blast. Giving all the insight and um, kind of talking this little bit. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. I can't believe another football season is wrapping up. I was just thinking the other day that uh, we I think we have three regular. No, we have four. We have four regular season games in in the NFL left. Yep. Um, 
and then we get into the playoffs and uh, it, that's that's going to be an, an exciting thing too there's a lot of a lot of teams in the NFL that are in the hunt for a wild card especially in the AFC there's a lot of uh, well now seven and six and six and seven teams that are still in the hunt for those wild card spots in the in the playoffs so, so uh Derek dude oh, the sorry. the NFC is is tough right now when it comes to to the to the to the ones that are in the hunt for their you know for playoffs and stuff yeah I mean you yeah. got you got three teams you got Dallas San Fran and uh Eagles all 10 and 3 yeah <laughs> compared and, compared to the NFC South where uh, nobody's got a winning record right I mean, yeah, exactly. I think it's they're what six and seven or something I, like that. I think Tampa Bay is winning that division, and they are uh, they're six and seven. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping Baltimore. <laughs> they Baltimore the Ravens play the 49ers in two weeks, and I'm hoping they can take the 49ers out. Oh man, uh, they're they look like they're legit. They're the real deal. They, it looks like uh, a lot of people yeah. are trashing Brock Purdy. <laughs> saying that he's just a fluke that he's not the hero that everybody was chalking him up to be and he's he's proved a lot of haters wrong so i mean i'm a big fan of that guy you know, ultimate under i'm a huge i'm a huge fan of him too i like him i mean i uh to get to be the last pick in the nfl draft the very last pick and he's done what he's done and that's remarkable yeah well because you've seen other guys come in uh this season backups this kind of been the season of backups uh believe it or not you know i mean you've had the josh dobbs kid for minnesota had a couple of good weeks and then he got benched this weekend um and then you've had uh zach wilson in new york has had to come in after you know uh aaron Rodgers got injured and he uh he had a pretty pretty bad time he got he got benched too but he had a really good game against houston on sunday um you got this Tommy DeVito, New Tommy DeVito, Tommy kid DeVito from yes, uh, Tommy. There you Cutler. go. Uh, hey, you know, get he, about he it. Came in and he was he was a, a pretty big hero for the for the Giants this weekend too, or uh, last night I should say actually. Last night, yeah. Why you got yeah. Luke's connection, Luke? What's your prediction for the next two games? Yeah, there you go. What's your predictions, Luke, for the uh, two playoff games and the national championship? Well, I got Michigan winning twenty-seven twenty-four. Um, but I believe the winner of that game will be the winner of the national championship if Alabama does beat them. Just all right. Them Sorry, Roger. <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. It's all good. I like it. Yeah, we're all friends here. <laughs> I'll have to get your uh, number from Yancey or, or Justin when it's all over with. I can text you and say, what? I don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did that once with somebody. I held on to a text they sent me for a year and a half. And so that's I, playing the long game. Oh man, I rub yep. it. I rub it the fuck in, man. <laughs> oh, I do that. I'll screen. I'll do. I'll screenshot like people's comments on Facebook on the, you know, games and whatnot. And uh, if it backfires on them, I'm gonna tell you what. I, I'm a trash talking son of a bitch when it comes yeah. to that. I'll send him. An, I'll send him that text message with that screenshot. And said, "Well, this didn't say very well, did it? Yeah, you know, or something yeah, like that. Rub it I'll in like, like hey, that. Pike Daddy Pimp Cream." Hey, that's gonna. Yep. I'll be like, hey, I'll be like, hey, you remember this? Remember this comment you posted? And you'd be shocked the ones that don't reply back to me. Oh, of course not. Of course not. 
internet. Hey, man, the internet is like diamonds and herpes. It's forever. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, coming. Thanks, Yancey, for uh, putting this together. Uh, yeah, no worries. So, Thanks for having me. Yeah, so those of you listening yeah. there at home, this is what yeah. we're uh, hoping to do. We're going to uh, start having more things like this. we got a bunch of people here watching, and uh, they're all producers. If you want to be involved in a live, go over to WKOPodcast.com and help out. <laughs> we can get you on these live feeds. Hey, Yancey. Yeah, what's up? I got one more thing. Okay. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Oh, and no. I was there. No, fuck out of here. I'm, oh, uh, man. I'm deleting that. Hey, part can of you shit. boo him? Oh, I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. Hey, and if you want to call the uh, WKOP listener hotline, that number is 620 625 0146. Call in about this show or call in about that anything. Guy, that guy Tell wears us how his, you feel about something. That guy wears his underwear backwards. Yeah, and it's a G-string. Oh, shit. All right, folks. Thanks for the uh, showing up. See you guys later. Hook them horns, baby.